When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's not just Monday, but it's also Martin Luther King Day, and we are watching WWE Raw, or I guess we just watched it, but now we're going to talk all about it. I'm Jack Farmer, he's Justin Labar, he's Raj Geary, we've got all sorts of stuff to chat about, but first, while everyone settles in and finds their seats, how are you guys doing today? Good? I'm I feel good. like I was I feel like I was in a match with Bobby Lashley all day today. I've been shoveling ten inches of snow. I my my body hurts. Yeah, yeah. And, and Raj it's and I are degrees the... out here in Denver. I'll suck it, Raj. <laughs> I was going to say Raj hot. and I are the hurt business coming to to beat you up at, afterwards. But yeah, here it's in sunny Southern California. It feels fine. I had yeah. the windows open. <laughs> yeah, I mean we are the only ones watching Monday Night Raw tonight, and the guys in the chat. I mean it's. Uh, the first time ever Monday Night Raw was up against a playoff game. Yeah. Ever. This, this will be an interesting ratings war. Like, this will be an interesting ratings number to come in. Usually I don't care, but this one I'm interested in. I would think that this week AEW Dynamite does a better number. And it's totally unfair to compare the two. But you've yeah. got to think Dynamite's going to beat Raw this week. Because Raw has had... This week, the the toughest competition, you know, that they'll probably ever have outside of, gosh, I'm trying to think of what, there's no election nights on Mondays. I'm trying to think of what would have been, even been close. But, so yeah. if you're AEW, you I mean, they, they, they always, I mean, Monday, it's, it's always, right? it's always a bit of a challenge for them too. when they have to go up against like the final four, like the NCAA basketball. And that's not near, I mean, the NC, you know, basketball does like three, four million viewers. This is going to do like 20 to 25 million. Yeah. And you think Dynamite's going to beat them? In, in the 18 to 49 demo. Oh, not, not in overall viewers now. Yeah, yeah the demo. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, well, speaking of AEW, some big news about AEW came this week. And uh, it's about one of their biggest stars, Cody Rhodes. Uh, the AEW TNT champion is reportedly a free agent. Uh, Rhodes' AEW contract reportedly expired at the end of 2021, technically making him a free agent, according to Fightful Select. Rhodes has been working without a contract since then. There's no word on when Rhodes is expected to sign a new AEW contract, but we will keep you updated here at Wrestling Inc. Last month, Rhodes told Sports Illustrated the following regarding his future with AEW. As of now, my future is with AEW. AEW would be very strange without the core members of the revolution. We, the EVPs, all still talk. We all still have this admiration for each other. I can't see myself anywhere else, and I'm very optimistic about what the future holds. Raj, clearly, he's going to be in the Royal Rumble, right? <laughs> uh, this, I don't know. If, if you were to ask me, it sounds kind of like a negotiation tactic, letting people know you're a free agent. Uh, you know, um, I can't, I could not imagine Cody going back to WWE. It, obviously, it could happen. WWE does have the money. Um, and it would be foolish of Cody not to listen to all the offers that are out there. But I've got to think Cody stays with AEW. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is a this is a crazy story because you know to your joke there, Jack. But it's it's there's a reality to it. Like this um, this story that that came out today, uh, or maybe it was yesterday. But the story that came out, it yeah, it does more productivity for WWE because that's what everybody speculates. Oh my God, Cody Rhodes right. could be in the Rumble and Forbidden Door. Um, I don't know what to make of this. You know, for, like first off, of, I mean, I'm I guess. I'm I'm not surprised that he would be the first of the core AEW guys and specifically of the EVPs that would be rumored to maybe be done because I think AEW could have happened without him. I think AEW was a Tony Khan, a Bucks, Kenny. I think Cody is kind of the extra piece. The only way I know how to phrase that. At the same time, what I'd be curious to know is we can I can only compare this to WWE for the situation is like you know we know with like Triple H or Stephanie or any or any of the McMahons or even John Laurinaitis at a time, that they have an office job, you know, an executive title, and then they have a separate contract that is their talent contract. Like, when you're a talent, you, there is a duration to the contract. You know, it, it expires at a certain time and then needs to be renewed. But when you're an executive in the company, I, unless I'm wrong, Raj, correct me, if, if you hold an executive title in WWE, you have it until you either step away from it or until your boss removes you. There is no duration. So I don't know how AEW does their contracts, but I'd be curious, like, did did Cody have a contract that said at this time, at this date, your contract expires and you're no longer EVP as well? Or is it just a talent? Like, like that's what I'm curious over here. He, he, yeah. And that is true. He is no longer under any contract with AEW. So that would be EVP as well. Hmm. So if Tony Khan wants to no longer have Cody as an EVP, this is the way to do it. You know, um, you know, again, the, the EVPs, he kind of had to give a little something extra back then when AV, AEW was first starting because they had no track record yet. And now he doesn't need to do that. So, I mean, you know, who knows? Uh, does Cody get a EVP, uh, you know, renewal? Um, or is it just as a talent? Is this a way for Tony Khan to also get rid of the EVPs and, you know, because ultimately now it's his show. He doesn't really need that. So I don't know. And let's also not forget that Cody is also the subject of a reality show. So manufacturing and plotting anything that could be good for press and for drama on a reality show is fair game too. Right. Crolo uh, uh, Zachary in the chat says he will turn heel. This is a storyline. Uh, I, I don't know how much of it's storyline, but and, and Raj, you kind of alluded to this, and uh, Justin, you wrapped it up perfectly. And um, you see it in sports all the time. When news like this gets out, it's because someone wants it out, and they want to let the world know so that they can use that for that negotiating power and things. And um, I think it's either that or, to Justin's point, this is just some way to build in some you know, story on the reality show, or I don't know, maybe Cody's like, Hey, I want to be a TV star. I'm done wrestling. I don't know. But uh, I don't think this is going to lead to him showing up in WWE anytime soon. Uh, yeah. I think we're beyond the times of Cody just, you know, he technically he could have appeared on raw tonight, but we're kind of beyond that. That's not happening. People respect the companies, both WWE and AEW too much to do that. Um, but his contract legitimately is expired. So he legitimately right now is a free agent. Do we know is Brandy still officially the chief branding officer? Mm. I mean, they signed at the same time. So I don't know. That is an interesting question. I did not even think well. about that. That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. How tied those, those relationships are. So mm. that's 
Some, somebody, somebody, open further the file cabinet and pull her file and see what the deal is. <laughs> but yeah. is Brandy going to get any kind of position similar to that in WWE? No, no, you know? no, no. So, you know, I, yeah. I've got, I've got to think they stay with AEW. But you know, they got roads to the top. Um, the Go Big Show. He's got lined go in big with show. TBS. They're tied into Turner. Yeah. It but but, but, but Raj, you have a fair point. This is a lot different than what it was, um, you know, when the, when they did the famous rally, pep rally in Jacksonville. Like Tony Khan, now he's got his feet wet. He's done this a couple of years now. You know, it, maybe, you know, he still has new bumps. I'm sure he will encounter, but he's he knows way more now than he did in terms of how to run weekly television, booking everything, and he's took full control as he's talked about. So you're right. If he wanted to not not even eradicate all evps but if you wanted to decrease evps yeah this is the way to, he literally could say look cody i want to keep you around and you can be a feature talent but i don't want i don't i don't need to pay you as an executive anymore i can just pay you as a talent like that could literally be the impasse that we're at right now i mean where aew is right now where would you rank cody as far as importance with talents you know that's what i was going to say this it is kind of almost interesting i could see now i like cody as a talent on the show but it is something you can almost imagine like a sigh of relief. This is another spot that I can put Malachi Black in, that I can put Andrade in, that I can put maybe bringing in a Bray Wyatt in or whoever, uh, that now this isn't someone I need to have on the show because they have so many talents at this point. It's interesting from a negotiation side, both guys have a lot that they can use as leverage right now. So I would love to hear the negotiation side of this, assuming there is one. And I thought it was interesting too in the last couple of weeks uh, of the most recent, you know, wave of Dan Lambert promos on Dynamite. Um, the, the shots he's taken at Cody Rhodes and ke- keeps referencing Cody as the one who's, you know, took that route and took that route to, you know, to, and, and I remember, and, you know, obviously like Dan Lambert's not saying anything that, that Tony Khan's not approving. Like he's not going out there and shoot, you know, he's not going to, he's not continuing to get a live mic and going out there and coming up with things like that without getting, Tony's approval. So I always thought that was kind of interesting. Like, wow, like Tony kind of leaning into like the darkest of the social media boards of, 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 you know, Cody's booking or whatever, Cody's position. So now hearing this, I don't know. It just, it's, 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 it's a weird string of events. So where would you rank Cody as far as the, the, the pecking order of AEW right now, as far as the importance to the brand? Cause when it started, he was probably, Two maybe behind Jericho, maybe three mm-hmm. behind Jericho and Omega. Now with Punk and Danielson, I think I don't think he's in the top five. No, I agree. Yeah, I I was, yeah. I was number two. That. He was number two, and he's he's not there anymore. I mean, yeah. I think he might be on the lower part of the ten. But especially when you think of the younger guys like MJF thrown in there as well, right. and and the people who have been building up. I, I don't know because he has kind of been taking a step back too, as far as how often he's in the ring. But uh, yeah, that's a great point as well. He's definitely not where he was. I don't know if that's by design or not, but he's definitely not as necessary as he used to be. Again, I like him. I'm just no, saying. He's, yeah, he's, and, and the he's best outstanding. Thing, yeah, and the best thing for him is look. He, the options are no matter what's going to happen, it's going to be is a, is a win for him. He's either going to you know remain with AEW, and he's going to if he remains with AEW, he's going to still get. He's still going to be, you know, again, he's not in the top three now, but like he's still going to be there and he, I'm sure he's going to get compensated well. And I don't know what the situation is with Brandy or if, 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 the, if the unthinkable actually happened and like 
he's at Rumble or he's at Mania or he's at the Raw the night after Mania, whatever. Like if he actually does jump ship, it's only because he upped his value so much in the last couple of years as an executive who started this new company, who is a who's a, now a viable company that's not going anywhere. And so he was able to come back and get, you know, more money than he ever had in WWE prior. And he's going to, you know, yeah, well, who knows what leverage or actual what creative he'll get. But like if, if he if he comes back to WWE, it's only because he got the best deal that he's ever been able to get. And he's trying to cash in on that. So any which way, his stock has been elevated um, in the big picture. He, yeah, he's not a focal point on AEW like he was two years ago in the same degree. But no matter what happens, he's a he's a win. So he's he's done the right things. Yeah, it's Cairolo uh, uh, Sacri says number one MJF, number two Darby, number three Sammy, number four Britt Baker. Um, interesting list. I, I got to say, I think CM Punk and Brian Danielson have probably got to be in there. But and Omega, I, I, I'd actually say Omega probably number one actually. Um, yeah, but awesome. yeah, I mean, I I would say outside of Sammy, probably maybe Darby. Uh, those other names are probably ahead of Cody and the, the pecking order right now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we talk about contracts and uh, having them end. But as far as asking for a release, uh, uh, Mustafa Ali says he wants his release. He release he took to Twitter to request it from WWE. He said, I have a message that is much bigger than my dreams in pro wrestling. Despite my best efforts, I will not be able to deliver this message while working with WWE. Therefore, I am requesting my release from WWE. Uh, this, to me, is very, um, you know, I don't really know much about him. I don't know much about his contract or anything like that. But I think when you are able to leave something you clearly want to do that is probably paying you pretty well because you want to do more. I don't know if he wants to do more in wrestling or, or uh do something beyond that i think it's is it's pretty incredible uh justin uh what say you about this uh development yeah i mean i'm not i'm not surprised that he wants to be released i mean obviously uh he's you know he just hasn't had any, anything consistent that's been good you know uh he's been he's been vocal that he's never wanted to be booked in the stereotypical as we've seen in the past in wwe is uh, we got to okay we're gonna make him a middle eastern you know heel uh, obviously, retribution was a, was a huge flop, uh, and he bared the brunt of that being revealed as the the leader. He had to take all the criticism from fans, um, you know. So I'm not surprised that he's not satisfied. Uh, you know, we've seen a handful of guys and girls in the couple last couple of years go vocal about saying they've requested the release. Most times, it doesn't pan out for them. Most times, they got to ride it out. Um, it's kind of like you know, you're at the you're, you're at the you're at the mercy of WWE, so it's kind of like they 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 just you know the, the performer then just decides, well, I'm just going to scream it from a mountaintop so everybody knows that I'm unhappy and then I'm trying to get out. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens here, but I, I don't know what his contract is. I mean, he might have a lot of time. He's got to be sitting around <laughs> catering for. Raj, any uh, guesses on what he means by he has a much bigger message? Do you think he plans to stay in pro wrestling, or is he doing something different? Well, uh, the way I took that is that. His actual message is bigger than what pro wrestling is, but he can't express that message in pro wrestling uh, or in WWE. But he still, I didn't take it like he wants to leave wrestling. Uh, I'll, I'll just put it that way. Uh, we've spoken to Mustafa Ali on the site before. Um, you know, we're going on decades and decades of neg negative stereotypes with Middle Eastern talents in wrestling. I think he wanted to be the one to 
kind of move along that, you know, move beyond that and never really totally got the chance to be able to. And I think that's a noble cause because look, wrestling has been built on stereotypes for so long and we're just now starting to get out of a lot of them, but there are still some that still exist. Um, and he wanted to be one of the ones that took the Middle Eastern stereotype to, you know, out, out and, and squash that. So, you know, I, I, I just think it, it, it's unfortunate that a lot of these talents ideas aren't taken because you're so stuck in your ways. Like, I do believe that there is an aspect in wrestling where people are like, you look a certain way, you're a heel, you're from a certain country, you're a heel, or you got to do this gimmick. He wanted to get beyond that, and I, I'd, I'd like to see more of that happen. He's someone, too, that, um, like, to be fair, there's a lot of people that I think that kind of stuff happens because they don't have a, a character or they don't know how to present themselves. Like, you look at an Omos, and yeah, they told him to be a big dude and act like a big giant. Like, okay, I get it. I get who he is. But with Ali, he's so he's so good on the microphone. He's so good at getting these characters and these things that he would show on social media that weren't even on the shows. You know, these are incredible things he's doing. Uh, absolutely. needs to be more than just a stereotype or uh, just a, a kind of a cookie cutter kind of thing you see on TV. Uh, I, I don't know what he plans on doing, but I hope it's still telling stories of some kind because he's great at it. I mean, and, and to further what Roger's saying, I mean, he, he has a story to tell. You know, I mean, he, he was a, the guy was a police officer in, in a, I think, like the Chicago suburbs for a while. Like, I mean, you know, so he he definitely does not check the boxes of the traditional guy that needs to come out to the Sultan theme music and 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 you know cut Iron Sheik promos from the late you know the late eighties. It's just not it's not who he is. I mean, it's just let him tell a story. And in a time where we're all in, in an era and in, in society where, where everything's trying to, you know, like Russia get past bad stereotypes and bad you know whatever it, like, embrace this guy like i you know i don't know this the the, the stubborn pride of I, I guess like we can only just attribute it to vince i don't know if it's i mean we have to that's that's, that's he's the buck stopped with him the stubborn pride of well this is how we've done in the past and this is what works so we got to keep doing that i it's just like ugh, come on now i mean you look at jinder mahal you know they had him cutting anti-usa promos and it's like India's an ally, you know, like we've ne there's never uh, been an issue. It's just like, that's just the, the story that they know. Right? It, it, it's, it's a, it's a very ignorant just basis of you're Brown. So you're, you're, you're the, the, the Middle Eastern terrorist is what it, I mean, right. It's, I mean, which, it's, which sucks. It's terrible. It's, it's backwards. I mean, yeah. right. And it's uh, and someone, you know, I seen this message that he put out there. Uh, I know that at least I don't know him. I've never talked to him, but he seems definitely seems like a very thoughtful person. So I know that if he's putting this out there, it's something he's thought about. And he is very he's probably not talking him off the ledge at this point. He's probably someone who's going to uh, wants this and is, is moving forward with it. And um, uh, like I said, I just I think he's so talented. I, it's I hope he gets the chance to do whatever he wants to do because he's he's very good at it. Um, Mike D in the chat asks, uh, going back to Cody Rhodes, will Cody return as Stardust? <laughs> Ta taking things back in a little direction. If if WWE wants to piss away money, I, think, I don't see any way Cody will go back to that. Would theoretically that would be kind of a um, 
I mean, talk about selling out. I mean, I get it. Don't get me wrong. When when they back up the the Brinks trucks, it's money. But I don't know. That that would kind of go against everything he's worked for for the past number of years to get away from all that, just to go back to it. But Cody's a different level of star now than he was, you know, yeah. when he was Stardust. Um, so uh, elimination chambers happening in uh, Saudi Arabia this year. Uh, WWE has officially announced, and I yeah. guess before jumping into that. Um, uh zachary says both him and tk are pakistani so maybe aew i'll yeah ali and tony Khan. yeah um so uh wwe has officially announced the elimination chamber premium live event for uh saudi arabia uh they announced that it's going to be in Jeddah on february 19th and it will be an elimination chamber um it's going to be at a new venue the Jeddah superdome uh, which I, it's the world's largest pillarless superdome, and I my, my favorite note about it is it says it can hold up to five thousand two hundred vehicles. Didn't say how many seats. <laughs> Take a drive. Can, can, can hold a lot of vehicles. <laughs> uh, very weird way to talk about how big a stadium is, but um, Justin, I'm a huge fan of Elimination Chamber. I was so bummed. I thought we weren't going to get it, but it looks like we are getting it. Uh, any thoughts on that as still being on the road to WrestleMania? Yeah, I'm actually good with this because, um, you know, we kind of knew that they were going to go back to Saudi uh, early in this calendar year. And you know, we, we heard rumblings that it would be prior to Mania. And just hearing that bothered me because I, I you know, they, they do these shows in Saudi. They are they look like a mania. They're a mania scale. The the, the big names, the part timers, they pull out uh, there. They, they, they pull in for it. Excuse me. You know, it, it's like a mania, and so it bothers me to. I feel like it takes a lot of the air out of the real WrestleMania that's then coming, you know, uh, weeks later uh, here in the states. But the fact that they're going to then just go ahead and tie in Elimination Chamber, which normally is on the road to Mania, which normally does help bridge the main event for the other world title, whichever one the Rumble winner is not challenging for. I'm glad they're going to use the Saudi show for that. Um, it, it keeps things linear. It, it's basically just like, okay, elimination chamber, like we always have, but rather than doing it in a U.S. or Canada city, we're just going to do it in Saudi Arabia because we, we need to. So, like, I'm I'm okay with that. Um, so, yeah, logistics-wise, I'm kind of curious, like, the chamber's like a huge, like, getting it over there travel-wise and, like, getting it back, or do you just keep it over there? And is, that, is this going to become an annual thing where they do the elimination chamber every year in Saudi? Like, so I, I'm thinking a lot of the logistics and things that most fans don't care about. But overall, yeah. I'm okay with this. When things were normal, that, that was the February show two years ago, right? Mm -hmm. That was an Undertaker came, pinned AJ Styles or did whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think the word elimination chamber, obviously, is a little controversial. Um, I don't know if that term is the right term to use in Saudi Arabia, just with the similar track record as uh you know what have you again I, it's mm -hmm. political but whatever um now that being said you know uh it's it, it eh, i don't know <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. the february pay-per-view you know I... now they're not doing a separate pay-per-view and a separate saudi event it's january is the rumble february is saudi and then is it uh, April? What's the date for WrestleMania? The, the two nights, April tenth, ninth and tenth. Yeah, which like that. the, the, that's good because in the past, again, pre-pandemic, they got they started muddying it. You know, they would do like 
Rumble and they would do February Chamber and then they would do like uh, March fast do like fast lane. Like they would right. just overcomplicate it. So again, I, I yeah. I'm glad that at least they're kind of just getting back to where it should be. And it just so happens, okay, they, if they got to do a show in Saudi, like make it the 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 chamber event. Yeah. So what do you guys think of these uh, Saturday pay per views? Now we got that. You know, Smart. basically now most of the pay per views this year are going to be on a Saturday. Smart. I li- I like it. I I prefer it. It's easier to watch, I think. And if yeah. I miss it, I can watch it. For whatever reason, I can't watch it. I can watch it on Sunday on Peacock as opposed to if I miss it on Sunday and then going, do I want to watch a three or four hour pay-per-view or premium live event and then watch three hours of Raw right after it? Um, so I like it. I think it just it's easier for me. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I, I said a minute ago about, you know, Vince and like stubborn pride. This is one that at least they are adapting. They are putting aside pride of like in pay-per-view. Like, WWE has been a pioneer in pay-per-view, but in pay-per-view in general, pay-per-view succeeded with Saturday events. You know, like it was, you, you know, Tyson fights were Saturday night of fights. Uh, UFC, Saturday events. Um, you know, other like one-offs, like Saturday events. Like WWE, you know, I guess owned the whole Sunday, Sunday night pay-per-view but at this point saturday makes more sense just from the you know i i think it makes more sense uh in that regard in the sense of like you know they always try to book these major events their major you know rumble mania and whatever the, the major four they 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 tout these travel packages and getting people to travel all over and like you know if you're traveling and we've all done it you know you're traveling in for a sunday night you know then that means that you're missing it affects your work schedule for most people the next day it affects school schedule um you know what have you but now saturday that that changes things and and, and also for the city you know they can hang around and enjoy the city don't got to worry about you know you know i just it just works so much better i think this is really smart and credit to aew who kind of like i think steered the direction back into this i, I agree i think it's it, it, especially now that now pay-per-view buy rates don't matter anymore more subscriptions don't matter anymore for WWE. They're they're getting the same amount from Peacock. So now they're doing these stadium shows on Saturday nights. You're going to do a much better job filling those on a Saturday night than a Sunday. Personally, I don't like it because I got shits to do on a Saturday. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, like I said, you can watch it on Sunday. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I, I'll turn them on Sunday mornings a lot and watch them like, while I'm getting ready for the day on Sunday, if I miss it on a Saturday, so yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be but, honest. I'm like I'm like I'm doing the Rumble podcast. I don't with, with both of you. I don't know who, who yeah. I'm doing it with. I'm pumped that it's a Saturday night. It's the three of us on Saturday. Like I'm pumped. I, I'm like I miss I, my a good buddy of mine's birthday. Well, just well, <laughs> yeah, we'll have forget him on his birthday. Smiling. Yeah, <laughs> have him on the show. Have, have him, him on the show. Show with you. Like yeah, they're I'm going looking, out. They, I'm they, looking. They didn't. Can you believe they didn't cancel plans once I said I couldn't go. <laughs> how dare they that's like i'm looking forward to we're gonna, they are like i like <laughs> if, if rumble was on a sunday this year and it's gonna go to again you you you're on mountain time you're on west coast time you guys don't care but to me i'm sitting there looking at the clock just like bitching and moaning i'm not saturday i'm gonna be in a great mood i don't care if we don't start the show until midnight my time it's a saturday it'll be it's gonna be rumble so it's that's rumble's fun and i'll have all the next day to, to recuperate and and, and and settle Whereas if it was a Sunday going into Monday, I'd be pissed. I'd be so just just butthurt about everything. I'm looking forward to this. And Rumble yeah. Saturday, we'll have to have a a cocktail or two. Well, now I'm uh, I'm bummed out. We're not going to get Krabby Justin on the Rumble show. <laughs> uh, no. 
Matthew Tech in the chat says, love these podcasts. You guys are awesome. Great wrestling content. Do you prefer the new Elimination Chamber structure or the original 2002 Chamber? Canadian $5. Is that like $30 or is that like $1? I think that's <laughs> Canadian 5 I think that's $1. <laughs> Hang on, I'll tell you. Um, but it, I, I think what, what are the differences? The original is like circular and now it's square. Is that like the big difference? So, uh, so the five Canadian dollar is $3.99 US. All right. Um, so I remember the original chamber, uh, like they had like the hard, like the outside of the ring, uh, surrounding the pods. It was like, like a grate. It was like, like a right. grate. Now if we kept getting injured on that. Yeah. Now it's like padded, you know, it's, right. it, it, oh, it's okay. like so that, um, They've they, basically they've just they've they've safetyed it up a little bit better. They've they've yeah, it was pretty barbaric. The original version was pretty pretty hard on the body. The wrestlers, I mean, every interview we've done at the Elimination Chamber with someone that was in the original Elimination Chamber, and uh, they do not have good stories about that. Yeah, I don't want people getting hurt. If that's the case, then I like the new ones. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Supposedly that's why WWE went away from the the classic blue cage. We all love the blue steel cage, you know. It's easy to climb, you know, what have you. But like, there was no give to that thing. It was not, you know, it's not like the the chain link cage that they use now and they've since used, where like there's give to it and and you can. I mean, that's that's that, that's always been kind of like the the evolution of WWE with with their structures is is like a couple of the talent, couple of the couple of the talents that have a voice that matter say, hey, right. boss. We Which is funny because you look at the blue cage and that looks more uh, 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 comic bookish and, and more yeah. cartoony than the current one with, you know, the chain link fence and everything. But that actually hurt way more. Yeah. yeah. The blue one was so cool. It was uh, cool. Well, Hogan was suplexing the big boss man off the top. So cool. Zeus killing Hogan before he got in the ring. <laughs> the good old days. EM uh, Vish says, "Stopped Raw forever." Do you guys think AEW, WWE, NXT causing a fatigue? Bored seeing Kevin Owens and Seth can't wrestling reset and have minimal good feuds. Um, I think you could definitely get burned out if you're watching all of them. Uh, if you feel burned out, you should take a break for a little bit. Yeah. I have to, and you know, I watch so much of it, and I'm burned out. <laughs> yeah, know? like. Uh, it, it, it's a lot. And, uh, and now it's more about content and, and money with content than quality. Um, so yeah, it, 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 it can be, uh, it can be overwhelming. Yeah. I, I actually, um, the only show I really watch live every week is raw. Cause we do the show. A lot of them I'll watch later so I can like fast forward commercials and things like that. Um, because of that exact reason, because you watch so much of it, it's you're not you. You got to find ways to not get burned out. You know. You know, people ask like a, for us to do a Thursday podcast. I'm like, there's no fucking way I'm watching Impact right. <laughs> after all everything I got to watch all week. There's no way. I don't <laughs> think. And people that ask that, you know, they're they're in, they are interested in Impact and good on them. They're one of the what, you know four hundred thousand people that are watching it. But like, I don't think they realize like. If 400,000 people total are watching that show, what that trickle down means of like how many people are actually going to care about this particular podcast and then what that means, you know, for Raj and sponsors like, you know, right. Raw and Impact are getting over a million, you know, so that's that, that you know, and, and obviously it's Raw's getting like, yeah, 
two right. million plus. Or two, you know, and it's WWE. They've been around for 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 you know eighty years, <laughs> right. um, seventy years. But like, yeah, I'm sorry. Impact, you know, some of these other things. It's great that they're producing content. and They're an alternative, but like, it does not translate into needing this. <laughs> I did have an idea for a Thursday night podcast where we do a little wrestling talk, but also talk about like whatever is hot, like Cobra Kai or you know stuff like right. that. Um, but I wouldn't want to do that because Thursday night, because there is no wrestling, I got a podcast. That's the night that I am watching Ted Lasso right. or Yellowstone or Cobra Kai. So I don't right. want to, I don't, I love you guys, but I don't want to talk to you that's that night. I want to, I want to hang out with my wife and watch TV that <laughs> night. No. no relationships. No, not, not here. Oh man. So, uh, Matthew Te- Tech says in the chat, knock, knock, who's there? Canadian dollars, Canadian dollars, who exactly? You guys burying the Canadian dollar. We didn't bury it. Raj, Raj, just need, Raj just needed to know for his tax purposes how much you, you sent us. I it's so we had to, I got to figure three, this out. That's $3.99. <laughs> uh, Aaron Mick also asks, for the Forbidden Rumble, I've seen Jericho and Cody. What about Christian? Um, I don't know. My thoughts are right off the bat. Everyone talked about Mickey James and it being the Forbidden Door. But you notice in the video package, not a single mention of Bobby Lashley's time at Impact. I think that tells us all we need to know about that relationship. Mickey, they haven't mentioned it since that first night. Look, what does WWE have to gain uh, with having AEW guys in the Rumble? Yeah, nothing. And what does AEW gain? I mean, yeah, they're, they are getting their guys on a bigger platform, but getting your guys tossed over the top row. Right. They're make- not winning. Right. Yeah. Like... So yeah, it, Riddle is throwing Moxley out if he's in. <laughs> right. Yeah. If, to, if Tony Khan can send whoever to the Rumble, but if Omos is just going to shit can them, I don't think it's going to help right. their dynamite. Their, their dynamite record doesn't mean much when Omos does that to them. So Right. Hey, check out Luchasaurus. As Luchasaurus is like only up to the sternum of Omos, and then Omos just chucks him over the top rope. Uh, yeah. AEW is not going to be in the Royal Rumble. WWE, you know, they they allowed Jericho, which that blew me away when they had Jericho on Stone Cold's podcast. And that was after WrestleMania. And then the following Wednesday, AEW Dynamite did one of their biggest numbers ever. And granted, that was also the first episode that was not against NXT. So that definitely helped. But I think it was a combination of that. And since then, I think WWE... I, I don't, I don't see why they would want to, you know, uh, promote the competition. Yeah, the mo the most forbidden door you might get beyond Mickey James being in, in the women's rubble is maybe one of the talents in the last two years that's been released by WWE who's not currently signed to any of those companies maybe could pop back up, whether it's a one off or whether it is like you know, don't, you know, like. If if WWE and Bray Wyatt had a uh, you know a come together and, and and so they want to bring him back out there or I, I don't know uh, 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 Matt Cardona Zack Ryder like right. he's kind of made a buzz for himself so if like you know and if, if he leaned into like a one off coming out of Zack Ryder whatever like I could see that that's the most forbidden door you're going to get is somebody who's a free agent who is released from WWE gets to come back for one night. Um, yeah, but that, that you're not going to get an AEW sign person. It's just not does it, like we said. Doesn't benefit anybody. Doesn't benefit. I mean, for them, it, it works with having Mickey James because the bad, you know, note that they ended things on with the the whole trash bag thing. They issued a statement on that. Like it was a big deal. So this is 
their way they get to correct it impact's not going to gain anything from this i mean they did 111,000 viewers this past week as opposed to 106,000 the week before um impact is where it is and they know that it's not it's not like they're giving a big assist and bringing a, a competitor on so uh it, it it totally makes sense why they're bringing in mickey james yeah and she's gonna get a pop they're not gonna be bringing diana prazzo i think diana prazzo is super talented but you know there is a reason why they would bring in mickey james and not diana and uh zachary in the chat says aw is the alternative no need for aw to show up uh and you know speaking of alternative that actually leads to the final news story of the day the toronto star had a show or had a, a piece talking about how the aw programming is uh close to the wwe programming and wwe provided a statement saying if you look at the gory self-mutilation that bloodied several women in the December 31st event on TNT, it quickly becomes clear that these are very different businesses. We had an edgier product in the Attitude Era, and in a 2022 world, we don't believe that type of dangerous and brutal display is appealing to network partners, sponsors, venues, children, or the general public as a whole. Um whether it's professional or whether it's uh businessy like this, I like it when these companies take shots at them <laughs> at each other. So I, I love this. Uh, Raj, I know you like it when they shoot, shoot across the bow. I, I, how did you like this one? I like it too. I mean, I know people are going to say it's hypocritical Brock. I guess it was what was it, like four years ago when he uh, bloodied Randy Orton up with the elbows. They decided not to use a blade. So he actually, used his elbows and concussed Randy Orton. But again, that was four years ago. Um, you know, it, as far as WWE programming goes, in the last last year, they had someone with his eye extracted. They had someone set on fire. But at the same time, those weren't real. The self-mutilation, the blading, you know, that is a real thing. Look, I hate blading. I think it's once in a while, like Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret Hart. I always think of that match. Like it worked in that match. It's overused and overdone nowadays, in my opinion. And I, I and you explain blading to someone that doesn't watch pro wrestling, and you just sound like a freaking Neanderthal. It's <laughs> it's gross. It's um, it's outdated. I I don't like blading. And um, <laughs> uh, you know WWE. Look, they're gonna they're gonna take their shots, and they took their shot. And I, you know, it's all fair game. Um, AEW, I, I do feel like they do use blading too much and the blood too much. And uh, but <laughs> they're throwing uh, stones in, in glass houses as well. I, I do think it's interesting. This brought up an interesting thought to me that you have a company, AEW, with guys like John Moxley in it and Nick Gage running around. But the two most violent matches I think they had were Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, and then this tag team women's match that uh, they had recently. It was the it was the women's division that seems to be the most violent. <laughs> but, but they strategically I, picked that match to bring up in that release. <laughs> yes. uh, Justin, how'd you feel? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, WWE's not wrong to bring it up. It's smart to bring it up, and um, and I think there's something to what they say in the, in the sense of like, you know, again, 2022. It's that's to have a lot of blood like that it's not the you know you you, you narrow your 
you narrow your cast. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I get it. And, yeah, I mean, look, you know, the, the last Danielson Page match, as great as it was, you know, they was, there was there was blading involved in it. There, that blood was manufactured. And Raj is right. If you try to, you know, it, 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 when it's done, when it's, you know, it, it's funny. The Austin Hart match is a great example that Raj says because at that time at WWE, there, you know, you were fined. If they, if they caught you doing it, they, they would fine you. And Austin does blade and you can actually even if you go and listen to bruce pritchard's podcast on it bruce talks about they had to like rewatch the replay of that match to find okay where did oh steve did it there like they 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 truly didn't know watching it live but all things considered that blade job might have been one of the most iconic results because of that imagery that really launches austin into the stratosphere but that imagery of him in the sharpshooter i mean so it's like when you know and you like to say that also knew in that moment he knew that that was gonna be iconic for the of us here like but done in the right way done the right fused right whatever you know but yeah today especially in AEW and other you know even on the indies unfortunately you know and you have these athletic state commissions that are watching for this that's just stupid like you gotta be careful like it's like that's yeah. what i was thinking about is you don't want the athletic commissions getting involved and i'm sure i know AEW's got enough money to pay whatever they need look, to but the smaller companies are going to get squeezed it's it's a real that. thing it's a look for you know i mean i i it's a real thing i you know I, I'm, I'm here in pennsylvania i work I, i've always proudly tout and we have a show coming up saturday uh iwc wrestling international wrestling cartel you know you you have these commissions they're, they're watching for these things you know they're watching like they don't want to see blading they don't you know there's there's a lot of other rules like you know if you're not within x amount of miles of a hospital you need to have paramedics on site like there's a lot of things that 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 when fans are out here spewing all oh, the blading and uh, it's fine the blood adds all this stuff it's like it trickles down to so much more what aew and WWE are doing is what directly influences what the next tier is doing, what 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 companies that are running once a month and are trying to just get, you know, a couple hundred people into a, a venue, they're going to go with, OK, what's the trend? And so if they see Tony Khan or Vince McMahon signing off on one thing or another, that's the trend they're going to go towards. And they, and they and but, but not even realizing that, oh, they're putting themselves at risk for a ten thousand dollar fine and a ten thousand dollar fine for an independent company can put an independent company out of business. Like, yes, it, 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 it just it goes so beyond fans in what they think in their world is is important and and they just need to realize yes blading is way way past past there, its prime you can lose venues too venues won't want you yes. there if they find yeah. out about it so there's there's a lot yeah. to it again not for aw probably doesn't wwe doesn't probably have to worry about it but yeah those smaller levels it can put them out of business and that aw when they did that jericho nick gage match they did the breaking glass and it flew into the crowd and there was like little kids in that area where this like flying glass is flying yeah. Um, and, and I'm, I'm hoping that was all gimmick class, but, uh, you don't want that. Um, you know, I, 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 every now and then I'll throw a tweet out and all of a sudden I wake up in the morning, it's got a shit ton of traction. I, I, I just delete it cause I don't want to deal with it. Uh, but I, I did send one, uh, probably like, it was like three, four months. I was watching the Nick Gage documentary on, on vice. And I said, a deathmatch wrestling should be illegal because there is nowhere that that style is allowed where you could cut someone open legally. I watch Game of Thrones. I watch Breaking Bad. All that blood. Those are bloody shows, but yeah. they are all fake blood. Nowhere are you allowed to legally take a blade to someone's head and cut them open. And is that okay? And uh, it's going to catch up at some point. It's disgusting. And um, 
you know, it's barbaric. And so I also know, don't at some point, blading, I think WWE calling out blading, they're hypocritical, whatever they did it for so long. But at, at some point they are right. It is disgusting. And my thing with deathmatch wrestling, I don't, maybe I'm just not as intellectually advanced as those that are, they're all like, oh, there's still a story being told. I'm like, I, I don't see much story there. It's garbage. If people like it, they like it. For me, I just find myself like, you know, making face the whole time, going, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to watch this. Um, if there was a movie where they're really cutting up people and slicing people's foreheads, you think that's going to be allowed? For whatever reason, wrestling is so far under the radar that uh, it gets away with it, but it's disgusting. Yeah, well, speaking when you of, think about it, speaking of under the radar uh, in the chat, Terry Allen Jr. asks if Jack WW2K22 leaks uh, you saw. I did not see them uh, unless you're talking about the cover, which has Rey Mysterio on it. Uh, again, I I've spent too much money on the 2K games and they're all always the same game. So I'm going to have to find more than a leak to make me interested in their games again, personally. Um, but Jack, hey. that's the most negative you've ever been on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I, I play, I like video games. I've played them all. They're the same game every time. And it's the same problems every time. And uh, I'm over it. Let, let me ask you guys this. It, it, Justin, you ever play video games? Yeah. Did you ever play WrestleMania, the arcade game back in like 96? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That to me, the graphics in that were far superior to the, the blocky graphics that they have nowadays. Like where it's just kind of like slow and, you know, like back, I, I felt like the graphics back then were way better because, yeah, they, they just had a more realistic looking character as the, the, opposed to. Yeah, there was, now. there was more realistic. I mean, it's, it's hard to compare than it's an apple. It's apples to oranges to me, but just because like all the, like all the modes and the backstage stuff and, and the storyline stuff you can do now that, you know, back then it was just, you know, wrestler a versus wrestler b you know and you know but they look like the actual wrestler yeah they did <laughs> you know it, it's, it's apples to oranges to me i don't know I, I i have not played a wrestling video game probably it's, it's probably since about five so i mean it's been over 15 years i mean i yeah i mean i, I was real into the playstation um you know the smackdowns and the, i my god i remember the, the the first playstation when the first I think it was Warzone or Raw's War Game. It was the first game that had Pyro, where your wrestler would walk to the stage and there would actually be Pyro. That was like it was. It, it, it was Raw's War or, or Warzone. Somebody will correct me in the chat. That I remember being like the biggest freaking deal, like a '99. Like I remember thinking, like, "Oh my god, this is like unbelievable." And then they advanced and he started doing storylines. Probably after 0405, I died out. Yeah. I haven't, haven't done one since. So. Back in my day, Tut Graph wrestlers <laughs> had names like King Slender. And King Corn Carn. <laughs> king Corn Carn. Everyone was a king back in Raw's day. Uh, wow. Well, you guys, you want, talk, you want to talk about Raw? Bad, <laughs> new, bad, bad news, Raj. Uh, uh, before we get into Raw, uh, as always, I thank everyone who's in the chat with us now, whether it be Resident Evil AMC or Ricky uh, Zaldivar, Night One, Low Faz, uh, Solve, and uh, Sergio. Uh, Thank you for being with us. Like, comment, share, subscribe, five-star review, leave a comment. Um, and also just, you know, remember, you know, live in the moment. Remember these good times. And speaking of living in the moment and remembering good times, I want to thank our sponsor, Paint 
your life. You know, we're making new memories in a new world. And I found the best way to hold on to those memories is by turning them into art that lasts forever from paintyourlife.com. Now that we can get out and travel and take vacations, we want to celebrate some of our favorite times by turning our new memories into art. When I heard about paintyourlife.com, I thought, what a great idea for a gift. In fact, I got one for my mom and dad recently. They're still being worked on as we speak. But when it's done, I'm going to show you guys a painted picture of my mom and dad. You're going to love it. There's a couple of sweethearts. Uh, but a couple things real quick about Paint Your Life. You get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price or combine photos of people or places you love into one painting. You can send a picture yourself or, in my case, my mom and my dad. They make a perfect anniversary or wedding gift or birthday gift. Makes you look real thoughtful, too. It's, so I, I, I took advantage of it. I look like a great son right now. Um, but, uh, Raj, you've used it. How did you like Paint Your Life? It's it's in our house. It's hanging up on the walls. It's me, my wife, my daughters. It's uh, it's it's a different way to get art in your house because just doing a picture is not very. Uh, I don't know. It's yeah. kind of cheesy, but but yeah. doing a painting, it's just uh, you have art and it, uh, it it's been amazing. I, I, I'm, I'm getting a second done. So, yeah, uh, yeah. love it. Well, uh, at paintyourlife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now, as a limited time offer, get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get this special offer, text the word wrestling to 64,000. That's wrestling to 64,000. Text wrestling to 64,000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. I, you know, I, I tell you, um, uh, also, uh, terms may apply available at paintyourlife.com slash terms. Again, text wrestling to 64,000. Uh, it was so easy after you're done ordering, they send you a little thing and they say, could we have made this easier? And I was like, no, I, I don't know what <laughs> advice I can give you. It's about as quick as you can do it. Uh, Matthew tech in the chat says the best WWE games were the ones on the PS2, the ones made by Ukes, all the SmackDown titles at like shut your mouth and your SmackDown mouth, versus yeah. raw 2007. Uh, I enjoyed Here Comes the Pain when Brock Lesnar was invincible. Uh, that's What's about, a uke? A uke, uh, my, it my sounds like a reference. A, I was gonna say, a uke sounds like something you'd call somebody. Uh, <laughs> but um, let's talk about Raw. We're 50 minutes in. Oh, let's talk about this show. We'll, we'll knock it out real quick. We start the show off though. Uh, the Raw women's division is hotter than ever, and it's because of Becky Lynch, she says. Legends are coming back. Uh, she calls herself Van Goat, and she's made stars out of everyone like Doo-Doo. By the way, Doo-Doo shows up uh, along with Bianca and Liv, and they declare themselves for the Royal Rumble. Doodrop says, let's just get a tag team match going that ends in pretty quick fa fashion with Doodrop looking like a force. Justin this all happened pretty quickly as far as the match goes, but it kind of accomplished everything they needed to get to, right? Yeah, it did. And, and, and Dewdrop stands tall as she should, you know, uh, you know to, as a challenger going into this. I, I'm watching the Dewdrop Becky interaction. I'm writing down to myself, who's the face, who's the heel here? Like, you know, but, but people want to cheer Becky, but they still have Becky kind of like still talking down to the crowd at times. But then there's Dewdrop who's got a heel turn. She's got, you know, different music than she, what she did when she was coming out, you know spirit fingers or whatever 
Um, but then I guess it made sense that they're both her and Becky act like heels because they end up being heels in this tag team. So I don't know what to make here. I mean, Dewdrop's not going to win against Becky. I guess the most I'm hoping for is that she gets a respectable showing um, and she doesn't just get put to the end of the line. But uh, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, there's, I, I, it's hard for me to get excited about a Dewdrop push because I know the push ends at Rumble. Yeah, Dutrop has done very well for herself. It feels like they keep giving her uh, bad stuff, and she seems to turn it into pretty good for what she's given. But, Raj, this didn't feel like uh, the kind of segment we're going to talk about in five years, but it accomplished what it needed to, right? Well, I mean, there is the problem that Dewdrop lost like six matches to Bianca uh, right before yeah. this started. Uh, if you're doing planning for the long term, you, you want to make sure she wins her feud beforehand before she gets to the title feud. So whatever. I mean, look, the, the, the name do drop just sucks. It's hard. To, she's doing the Yokozuna bonsai drop. And when you're saying do drop, it just takes away from it. Right. Like um, she's a formidable uh, character. She can be a, a, a mega healer or a mega face, but she's, you know, straddled with this stupid ass name. And uh, until she gets rid of it, it's going to be hard. I mean, she's not going to main event at WrestleMania with that name. And, you know, Piper Niven, whatever you want to call her, something else. But we got to move, move away from it. But this is just a temporary thing. It's like it's like when Brock Lesnar faced Bob Holly at a Royal Rumble. It, it's just to have a title match on the pay-per-view but no one really thinks that they're going to win and they're not going to win. Yeah. They're yeah. not going to send, they're not going to send her to the, to the today show. Right. <laughs> yeah, they don't have all these flights arranged that night for her to represent the company. You make a good point. I love Piper Niven, but at the same time, I can't imagine her standing with all the streamers coming down, holding the title at WrestleMania saying that and new do drop. It just seems silly to say that out loud. <laughs> Uh, but I like her, so hopefully she finds a way to make it work. Yeah, with Dewdrop, it's not going to happen, but Piper Niven, maybe. Some other name. Um, moving on, speaking of people who have stood tall at WrestleMania, uh, we see Edge and Beth Phoenix in the uh, backstage. They're talking to Dana Brooke. They're talking to Damian Priest. And then Kevin Owens shows up, and he's talking about looking forward to a match. Uh, Justin, I want to get your opinion on this background backstage segment because most of the time these segments are very straightforward. It's this rivalry, this person, et cetera, where this this one actually had some uh, layers to it where they strapped in a few things to it. How did you like this presentation? Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up, Jack. I, I actually really enjoyed it because um, while it was probably actually done as a pre-tape, meaning that it was not happening live in the real time at 8, 15 eastern time or whatever uh they 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 had it's all they had to do they had to get one good take and they the fact that you're right they had several different chapters to it if one person would have screwed up like they had you know so i appreciated the fact that it was this continuous shot of where we're coming down the hallway and we're touching on all these different things so i actually thought the promo was really good i mean you know the you know i i wasn't like overly like enthusiastic about any of the stories any bit more because of it but just simply from an entertainment production standpoint, you know, Jack, you can appreciate this. I yeah. did, I did, I did a pre, like, I, I realized, like, wow, that, that's a pretty good one take that they just did there. Yeah, Raj, would you like to see more of that in the future? Them kind of intermingling the stories. Uh, yeah. Oh. 
<laughs> I'd rather move on. I, I didn't think anything, anything of that. All right. Well, we get to something more important. The KO show starts and Kevin Owens is admiring uh, Seth Rollins' look and his bravery. But Rollins says uh, Reigns is scared. And when he wins the title, he'll bring it back to Raw, which is interesting. Uh, then Kevin Owens says he's going to enter the Rumble and they could both made event WrestleMania when all is said and done. But Damian Priest comes out and kind of a party pooper. Kind of a, These guys are just having a good time, and he comes out and is a jerk. And uh, they have a match, and good match, but I can't believe this. Kevin Owens just gets a, a one, two, three in the middle of the ring. Uh, Raj, this was one of the most protected guys over the past year, and he just eats a, eats a pin. This is the first time that Damian Priest has lost a singles match on the main roster. So, I mean, that's... I felt like that wasn't sold enough. Like yeah. how big of a deal it was that Kevin Owens beat him. You know, I'm watching this match. They had a fantastic match, by the way. And I, yeah. I this seems like a WrestleMania match to me. You know, Owens versus Damian Priest. You got Damian Priest beating someone as protected as Owens, who's a former world champion. Um, I liked it. I, but again, I, I just felt like they they missed how big of a deal it was that Priest lost here. Yeah, I think they forgot how big of a deal. I think it's almost like they're not they don't protect anybody to the degree they do priest uh with any regularity. It's almost like nobody stood up and said, Hey guys, the stat actually is he actually really has not been pinned since you know April or whatever. Um I yeah, I didn't love even though it was kind of like dirty, you know, because Owen's you know kind of faked injury before hitting him with the stunner. I don't like seeing Priest lose and like, you know, like, like Rosh said, they just didn't make, they, they didn't make a big deal about it. Like I kind of felt like it was just kind of a waste, but at the same point, I kind of have to revert to and go on wrestling Inc and read it. Um, a quote from Matt Hardy doing, uh, I think I believe it was an interview and he kind of talks about how Vince looks at baby faces and, you know, in the, in the quote, he's talking about how Vince, if Vince sees you as a baby face, if you're over enough, that at times losing makes no difference that, it, that, that it's not going to hurt you. And, and I'm sorry, I kind of just apply that to this, that maybe Vince has looked at that. Damian priest has been such an over baby face that, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to amp up Kevin Owens as a, as a top heel on the Monday night brand that no harm done here. So hopefully that's what it happens. I'm still holding out hope that priest has a big mania match, you know, whether or not he actually wins the rumble. I don't know about that, but I hope that he has a big mania match that pays off this year that he's had. But yeah, this, him losing was not – I did not go into Raw tonight expecting him to get pinned one, two, three. The good thing with uh, WrestleMania being two nights now, and, and this was the same as last year, is now you're not seeing all the 10-man ta- man matches and 12-man. You're you're seeing more one-on-one uh, big matches. So I'm sure we'll see Damien Pri- – I, I hope it's Damien Priest and Kevin Owens because I'm sure they could steal the show. But uh, Yeah. I, no, I don't want to no, know, but I don't want to see a WrestleMania match between two guys who I just saw on January 17th on Raw. I, I'm sorry. Right. With a I fairly clean happening. finish. <laughs> At least with Seth and uh, Big E. I think that's I think that's one of the WrestleMania main events. We may see. We may see. I mean, who else? Who else does Seth face? I, well, if he's the champion after he beats Roman Reigns, he might face Kevin Owens. Right. Well, well, yeah, we'll Kevin get to Owens that. I'm wins. jumping ahead of myself. <laughs> no. uh, so uh, we have a few quick things here backstage. Uh, Nikki A.S.H. says that Rhea needs a superhero, whether she knows it or not. And Veer says he's being patient. And I believe him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Justin, is there a path 
for Veer at this point that won't feel like a big letdown? Because I, I feel like even if he comes in and beats people, it's going to feel like this has been such a long time coming. I, I mean, at this point, at this point, you know, you have one more Raw until you just hold him off and Veer does not come until Rumble. Uh, he's an entrant yeah. Rumble. But it's like even then, if you do that, if he does anything – if he does anything less than, you know, lasting to the final four, it's a letdown. Like, if he comes in the Rumble, you know, eliminates a few Jamokes and then, you know, gets eliminated by Omas or, or whatever. You know, it's like, uh, so I, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I yeah, at this point, I'm not sure. There's We've waited so long, so patiently. <laughs> I don't know beyond... You know, beyond something crazy, like I'm not sure what there is for him. You know, maybe it's you know, he, he, he had Priest not got pinned tonight. Maybe Veer comes in as the first one to pin Priest, but you can't even do that now. I don't know. Yeah, because even now, if Veer pins Priest, you're like, oh yeah, well, Priest loses, so that's not a big deal. Uh, but Raj, I'm trying to think of what he could do realistically that would not feel like, well, that was a long build up just to have him. I'm getting shades of the mechanical spider in Eric Rowan's cage right now, Raj. It's kind of like Emelina, what they're doing. And he's been coming for a long time. A long time. I think he'd be a little sore. <laughs> no. Wait, that's a different I sponsor. went there. That's a different sponsor. <laughs> it'd be a messy, it's a messy situation. Um. <laughs> well, if that's the case, I can understand why it's not at the stadium yet. <laughs> Shut it down. Oh, jeez. All right. Uh, <laughs> Raj, what are you sipping over there? What brown liquor are you sipping? How many sipping? sponsors did we lose now? <laughs> a blue chew jump back. A little rose. Yeah, a little, not just, a little rose. A little rose. Blue chew jump back. Look, beer. It's clear they don't know what to do with him. Uh, if there's some genius plan that turns out, I, hey, I'll, I'll admit uh, I was I'll I'll be the first to admit that I was wrong. But I, you know, I'm sure that the Royal Rumble would be his first appearance. He eliminates a couple of people and he's out. And you know, he's kind of like uh, uh, he's kind of like Commander Aziz, like all these big guys that they don't have real plans for. You you got plans for an Omos, but you don't have plans for these other guys and. Uh, Anyway, well, yeah. and like why, like, and then, th- but you still on Fridays you have Jinder and Shanky's together. What's the point of breaking Veer off? Why? Like, what? What is it you see in him that he needs to be a solo talent all of a sudden? If you want him to be a solo talent, keep him with Shanky and Jinder. Build, 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 build. Make them formidable. Make them win some tag titles. Do some things for a year or two, and then break them off. And so the audience knows and cares about him. What? What's the point of just randomly just having him separate? And making him re-return to Raw. I don't know how you guys were in school, but have you ever been a part of like a group project and you you haven't been doing your work and people are like, how's it coming along? You're like, oh, it's coming. It's it's coming. It's really great. That's how WWE feels with Veer right now. Like they have nothing, but oh, trust me, it's coming. I got something for you. I got something for the rest of the group. Just give me another week and it, it's not coming. There's, it, it's going to be rushed. It's going to be a rushed together, poorly done part of your group project. Uh, I was not someone you wanted in your group project, by the way. Uh, but uh, someone you did want in your group project in school 
would be Chad Gable and Otis. Otis gets a diploma from the Alpha Academy. He graduates to Randy Savage's music, and Riddle comes out and gives a speech, and they're going to have a mental aptitude test um, after the RK Bro takes him out. Uh, I... (laughs) One some that saved this for me is when Riddle said that Otis was three times smarter than a gerbil. That was funny to me. But uh, Justin, I- I'll say this: uh, Alpha <laughs> Academy got crowd reaction. Like mm-hmm. they had heat. The crowd, like these kind of segments, sometimes can like die a slow, quiet death. But the, the crowd was into it. So that's a plus. Um, yeah, RK Bros. It probably, it probably helps that the, that the audience associates. Okay, this is the number one adversary right now, to RK Bro, and RK Bro is literally over like Rover. Mm-hmm. So that, that probably helps it. If if if, uh, if any other tag team is doing this ridiculous graduation segment, it probably does die a slow, quiet death. Um, you know, uh, Riddle mentioned Billy Madison. Like I actually, my mind was thinking like old school, and Jeremy Piven's character makes like Vince Vaughn and all the you know all the guys in the frat like have to do all these tests and different things oh yeah that, that's right that's what yeah. i was thinking about with, yeah. with, with rk bro you know so we'll see i mean uh this is this is the e part of the wwe um but riddle does it really well randy's randy and him are super over so it's got a chance to succeed right <laughs> i think uh you know, a segment with Randy Orton, Chad Gable, Otis, who was over like Rover but a year and a half ago, and uh, and Riddle. I thought uh, freaking Chad Gable stole the whole thing. Yeah, I think uh, I think Riddle is yeah, God, it's dying to me. Like it, when he was doing his comedy, there was just no reaction the whole time. I mean, it was just it was a fart in church. Uh, Randy Orton's Randy Orton. He's a legend. He's he can do whatever he wants. Um, Otis is not what he was, and then Chad Gable is just fantastic. So I thought, I thought, man, I thought Chad Gable just stole this whole thing. I think Alpha Academy has been growing leaps and bounds the past couple months. Like they went from being the the background team that you don't see very often and don't really care about to being like these guys are entertaining. I like these guys. The only problem I have is I'm getting less and less interested in a Randy Orton versus Riddle match. I don't know how you yeah, guys feel. Yeah, yeah, it's like you, you, I, we kind of figured timeline wise as we approached the Rumble that tensions would be boiling between them. But I mean, maybe that would be too copycat of AJ and Omas. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I kind of agree. Like, yeah, uh, the Orton. I, I would have thought we would have been set for an Orton Riddle fl- split by now. But. I think Riddle needs to freaking kill orton if they're gonna do it like you know just bloody him up blade self-mutilate gory self-mutilation they put that into the rundown and then there's a (laughs) self-mutilation yep Uh, um so after this we've got uh austin theory versus finn balor but beforehand uh vincent mann says that if theory loses He's going to just beat him to nothing but blood and snot. Speaking of self-mutilation, beat him to nothing but blood and snot. And I was thinking to myself, Vince McMahon sounds just like Raj did before my first show here. (laughs) (laughs) If you fail, Jack, I'm going to beat you to blood and snot. That's not, that was uh, confidential, Jack. (laughs) Uh, Am I, Raj, am I a bad guy? I, I like Austin Theory, but am I bad for kind of hoping 
Austin Theory lost to see what would happen with Vince McMahon <laughs> beating him up. It's, 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 uh, I don't know, man. You know, normally Vince is such a fantastic performer that back in the day he could do no wrong, but this is just awkward. It's, I don't know how much it's helping Austin. Um, I, I just feel like Austin Theory making him look like a pussy in front of Vince over and over, un- unless he beats the shit out of Vince at some point. It's not helping him. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I tend to agree. You know, Vince has lost his on-air performance uh, gravitas, his fastball. Like, he, like Vince says, if you lose, you're going to come back here. I'm going to get an equalizer. So basically, so basically without, without saying it, he's going to get a weapon or a gun. And then I'm going to, I'm going to beat you to death and bloody and snot. Like, it, it was just uncomfortable and weird, and 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 send and, a picture to Austin Theory's mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send a send a like. Um, I, I don't know. The, the, uh, it, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a it is gonna be a fascinating chapter in a documentary one day, many years ahead of Vince's career if talked about ever if it can be ever talked about honestly from those who are around his family and those who work like, this 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 time that we're in on the on these on on what appears to be the impending sale of WWE and the change of things and the the, the events on on camera this this is not the Vince of old this is not the Vince that it's just not the Vince of old that this it's weird um so back in the day this would have been Vince waiting for his comeuppance to, you know, yeah. to build a star. And it doesn't seem like it's headed to that. It it seems like they're just going week to week. And, uh, you know, I think Vince and the McMahons seem like, and Stephanie, they know that they're on a different level and they're not willing to transfer that because they know it's not realistic, maybe. I don't know. Whatever it is. They're not transferring it like they used to back in the day where they would sell for a young up and comer, whether it was The Rock or Stone Cold or uh, whoever the fuck. But now they won't uh, they won't do it. I just think about those that Vince almost, uh, you know, one of my favorite guys, the what they could have been is Mr. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, for, and for our younger viewers or our more casual viewers, Google ken kennedy or mr kennedy like and the os and and os the O seven basically you know he was supposed to be he was on a roll he beat he beat undertaker he beat so many former world champs and then it was going to be revealed that he was going to be vince's illegitimate son that was a storyline vince had an illegitimate son and it was going to be mr kennedy kennedy of course is vince's middle name all this whole whole thing like like, he was going to be like the rocket was going to be thrusted to him and and unfortunately because of uh, wellness policies and, and things that happen, it, it didn't, you know, we got hornswoggle. But I think about like a time again, and I, th- I think about then, like less than 15 years ago, like the fact that Vince is out there and that was gonna be like that, what that probably would have that, that probably would have made his career and what could have been. And, and I just, and now I look at things now, and then you know, again, that Kennedy thing that, that's 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 past Austin Vince rivalry, that's past. You know the 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 birth of Mr. McMahon during during the you know, the Attitude Era, and I just I look now and it's like it's I'm borderline embarrassment. Like like Rosh said, Austin Theory 
you know, 24 year old looks like a, you know, looks like a stud. It looks great in the ring, but he has to look like a, yeah, like a pussy yeah. being scared of the 77 year old guy threatening him with He's an equalizer. Him getting his ass kicked by a 77 year old after a match. <laughs> I mean, when he's capable of beating former Universal Champion Finn Balor, by the way. So, the first Universal Champion, right? Yep. First Universal Champion ever, Finn Balor. He can beat him, no problem. Not even scared to go to the ring and beat him. But if, if Vince finds an equalizer, but we'll see. I did I did want to see Vince McMahon mess beat him up though. I was kind of bummed. I was Me kind too. of bummed Austin Theory lost or won. I was like, ah, I, I want to see what happens to Austin Theory. Uh so uh Zachary in the chat says he wants Austin Theory to dethrone Adri- uh Damian Priest. Hmm? Yeah. I mean, I think to me that the way the Austin Theory, I mean, the fact that you're getting Vince back on camera to like endorse Austin. I mean, I feel like you need like at Mania Austin Theory versus Cena, Austin Theory versus Orton, Austin Theory ver- like you need Austin Theory like you need to play off it. Like also theory, you know, Vince given the, the next ruthless aggression speech and challenge to Cena, uh, you know, or, ch- or challenge to Orton. If we don't have Orton and riddle or, you know, it needs to be like somebody who's been a pillar of WWE for the last, you know, X amount of time. I think that's what you need for Austin theory to, to that end. Work. What about Austin theory versus Drew McIntyre? There's a little, a little history former there. Cho- former chosen one. Yeah. 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 Or uh, Austin Theory turns on Vince, and then Vince just sends the uh, the lineup Shane. of guys after him. <laughs> or Send- Shane. Theory versus Shane actually could happen. Yeah. Where, yeah. 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 Um, so speaking of people getting beat up, though, uh, Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley are having their match, and Nikki actually got a pretty big reaction when she came out. But it was Queen Zelina and Carmella coming out, talking trash, driving the wedge between the two even more before Ash just beat the crap out of Rhea Ripley and left her laying. Uh, Raj, this one continues. Ash, though, now that she's on the other side of the tracks, the crowd seems a little more interested. It's something. Um, who do you think has the better uh, royal accent, Booker T or Queen Zelina? Queen Zelina? Because I think there is a argument for Zelina. Zelina's, uh, the way Zelina slips in and out of it on purpose is pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. Booker T is was way more exaggerated, but. Zelina, she's she can go in and out. I don't know. I kind of like I kind of like hers. Yeah. I love that she goes in and out of it. I love yeah. that she's like that's it, part of it is is great. Poor poor Woods. We're not talking about his uh, the way he talks. <laughs> yeah, I, I you know what I look at uh, I look at Zelina. I look at Carmella. I see stars. I see uh, a Rhea Ripley. WWE. They just don't know how to handle her. They don't know how to book her. They don't get her character, and she's just a waste on the main roster. She was doing great on NXT, where she can be herself, but with this crap that they're giving her, it just sucks. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, Nikki Ace because of that, Nikki Ace should probably win this feud. Yeah, especially if she goes full villain ASV. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Omos versus Reggie happens. Uh, Dana tries to pump up Reggie while the 24 seven gang eats popcorn and watches on during the match. They run through things, but Omos runs through Reggie in a quick win. Uh, Justin, I, I actually thought this was good because it just keeps Omos crushing people and that's what he should be doing right now. Right? 
Yeah, he's another one that I, you know, like Austin Theory. I wonder what is the WrestleMania plan for him. I mean, uh, you know, you have to kind of at least consider if you're, you know, making odds. He, maybe he's a realistic long shot if that's such a thing uh, to win the Rumble. I mean, like they they made a point to like really abruptly have him and AJ end. Like they what they could have milked and got as a, a Mania match, they they abruptly did in you know three weeks, two weeks, whatever it was on Raw. Which makes me think that there was some idea for Omos. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, he looks strong. Um, I, yeah, I'm. He. It, that's what makes this year kind of intriguing. That's what makes this Rumble intriguing. Omos, Theory, Priest. Like there is a lot of you know, even Riddle to an extent. There's a lot of like guys that they put they that they actually have put some commitment into, and it's like, well, they. It seems like they have a plan. The old old school Vince would have had like the finish already written and is working backwards. Like, what are they doing at Mania? We'll see. Yeah, there's not an obvious winner. You know, you yeah. would think if the two WrestleMania matches are Big E versus Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar versus Roman, one of those four is going to win the Rumble. And I- I'm going with Big E. I think that's that's where it goes. But th- it is, you know, you don't know. And uh, I, I do got to say this with Omas. If Brock is not in the Rumble, he's probably not going to be in the Rumble. But if they clear the ring and it was the two of them, the crowd would be going crazy. Like, yeah. it would just be like, you know, I don't know if it'd be like Hogan and the Warrior when that happened in Rumble 90. But it would be like a big deal. Yeah, even just remembering back to when they were, I think it was Houston, when Brock's running the gauntlet of the Rumble, and, they, Keith, and Keith and Keith comes out. Keith Lee, who had no main roster really exposure, and and Brock sold it just with the who's you know Mally, who's yeah. this big MF? Yeah, like, like I mean, this, yeah, you know, yeah, like that that did a world for Keith Lee at that moment. Like that made you know the crowd was on their feet, you know, and and the fact that they didn't have Keith Lee on Raw the next Monday was such a freaking waste. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cairo, Cairo, Sacri says Omos versus Commander Aziz. Oh, my money's on Omos. I don't know about you fellas. They're, they're but, both heels. That wouldn't work. Uh, I yeah. feel like they have zero faith in Commander Aziz. With What about, what about Braun Breaker? Does Braun Breaker show up? In the Rumble? I hope so. Yeah. I'm a big Braun Breaker fan. I'm all, I'm all in on Braun Breaker. I still think there's time to change his name to Rex Steiner or Braun Steiner or Bronson Steiner. He said he said in an interview that he picked Braun Breaker. That, who cares? That's that's when he WWE steps in and says, no, that's not Braun Breaker sounds like someone they, writing a sitcom and they're told that they have to write in a pro wrestler and they come up with the most stereotypical name. And then the person that plays him looks like and this is no no offense to Tucker, but you know, you know, they come up with a, a guy that looks like Tucker. And the name is Braun Breaker. That's I don't that disagree is. with you, Raj, but you've seen their track record. They've had we've had so many second and third generation guys and girls in the last 15, 20 years. They don't it does they they fail way more often than they succeed when they try to play off of family names. Sure. Whether whether you want to go with um Curtis Axel, Teddy Biase Jr. You know, like, uh, there's, there's a lot of them. They they they, they there's like a there's an 
there's a standard that cannot be passed when you try to say, oh, you're going to be the sequel to your to your mom or dad. Right. Uh, they won't your, allow you to play off of that. Yeah, so they're your dad. Yeah, they just don't like that. It, so I, I, while I think, yeah, it would be a much cooler name if he was Braun Steiner or Rex Steiner or whatever. Rex Steiner's a badass name. It's Rex Steiner is. Rex Steiner I, is what, one of the best names they could have ever used. And, oh, my God. I want honestly, that. I'm going to take I, that. Yeah, it's so good. Raj is going to be booked in six months. He's going to train for six months. He's going to be booked as a uh, podcast with Rex Steiner, Justin he, Lamar, and Jack he's, Farmer. Yeah, he's, he's, he's Raj Rex Steiner. I would um, be Braun Farmer. Raj Steiner. Man. Rex Steiner actually worked because, I mean, no offense to the Steiners. I mean, the Steiners are super accomplished as a tag team. But, like, I think the Steiner – I think you could – be Steiner, but not have like an an insurmountable bar to pass. You know, like I think you could, you know, right? I don't know. It's... And granted, like, look, uh, Scott Steiner, they've had their issues with him. He was banned from the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but they haven't had those issues with Rick. Yeah, you know, like it's. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, Matthew Tech in the chat says three way stare down: Omos, Brock, and a returning Braun. My money's on Brock every time. I always go with Brock in that one. Yeah. But, Brock's uh, the man. Wait a minute. Canadian 2? How, how little are we getting now? Hang on. <laughs> now it's like 14 cents. I believe it, it's a toonie in Canada. Come on, Matthew. What? what hang on. Uh, Let's see. To the... A dollar sixty? Oh, that's, that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so so so, so Raj gets a dollar and Jack and I are splitting 30 cents? What the? <laughs> Three cents. Three cents. Oh my god! <laughs> Three cents each. I don't. I don't like the way this breaks down anymore. <laughs> I thought as this show goes on, the the the, the viewers supposed to be more enticed or more intoxicated or something. I thought the money would be increasing. Why is it going down? We're Cheers, also very, we're Cheers, every good on the chat. Look, every strip club <laughs> I've ever been to, the longer the the longer the performance goes, the more money that's supposed to be doled out here. What is happening here? We're hurting. <laughs> 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 that's it. Jack, take something off. Speaking of, well, don't mess well, up your hair. You want to make some real money? No. Uh, Maurice Doc, comes out. Jack, you, Jack, you were a male stripper once upon a time. I know it. How do you think I afford this beautiful? I, I, I do feel like every time I get off the plane in Vegas, there, there's that Chippendales thing, and Jack's face is in the middle. But I, I would not take my shirt off around the Chippendales guys. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Cairolo Zachary says, reminds me of Solo. He's the Usos' brother. Yeah. Who's this? Uh, um, Solo uh, Sequoia. Sequoia? Sequoia. Solo Sequoia um, in NXT 2.0. Oh, I stopped watching NXT. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) You just talk about all this wrestling you watch. (laughs) Look, I think I, I will say this real quick. NXT is very important for WWE because this is you're getting your Braun Breakers, you're getting your uh, Tony D'Angelo, you're getting people. You need these stars, but the show sucks. But I don't think that's their focus. I don't think their focus is ratings. Um, it's, it's it's not. A, Look, yeah, yeah. No, I it, agree. It, 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 it's totally internal. It's internal. Right. Let's just get these guys and girls ready because. Look, that's why that the performance performance center. It costs them nothing to do this. It's right. just, it, this is all just we have to give USA content. We'll give USA content, yeah. and we're going to get these guys and girls internally ready for what it's like to do Monday and Friday TV. Yeah, and if USA cancels it, they lose nothing. 
I mean, it's yeah. a drop in the bucket. You know, they're making yeah. thirty million a year on NXT. That's from a billion dollars that they're doing. That's nothing. So yeah. it, it's a it's it's great for what they're doing. I, I I'm I will never compare their ratings to the other ratings because it's not meant for ratings. It's meant to bring up new talent. Yes. And uh, for what it is, it, it's what it is. They 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 have their guys doing weird shit but they want to see what their comfort zone is and you know they're they're finding some already you had it's five years of the garganos and the champas who were not going to the main roster now you're finding already guys that are main roster yeah yeah you know uh adjacent or i don't know what you call it but you know yeah I main, think get main, a lot of- main roster criteria Right. Yeah. 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 I, my big thing is that you look at a Braun Breaker and you and you compare, like, I like Karrion Cross, but like we always said, oh, his entrance was ruined. His music wasn't right. Braun Breaker could come out to anything. And you're like, this is Braun Breaker. Yeah. Yeah. Rex Steiner. It's even more. Yeah. Even more <laughs> stuff. Uh, Matthew Tech in the chat says live chat numbers went down. The bar suggested he'll start stripping. <laughs> no, I suggested that Jack. <laughs> The pretty boy of the three of us. I, I don't think so, I'm gonna help that at you. <laughs> so Matthew, so you're five Canadian. So put that three ninety nine American and just stick it in Jack's G string. We'll move yes. on. It's Jack's the stripper here. Well, in that case, I want a bigger cut if that's what's happening here. I just gave you the full thing. It's five oh. Canadian, the full U.S. dollars three ninety nine. I just gave it all to you. Raj didn't even get into that. Oh, you're my new pimp. This is great. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm your new agent. I just took zero percent. Uh, Zachary says in the chat, the problem is main roster isn't uh, continuous of NXT. Uh, conscious of NXT? No, it's true. Uh, speaking it of... It's, I mean, that's where they learn. And then the main roster is where you graduate. Um, speaking of graduation, Maurice, uh, she comes out and wants to chat with Beth Phoenix, but Beth wants to bring Edge with her. And it was actually... a. Uh, pretty good uh pretty good idea because miz tries to attack edge that fails but because a brick in a purse maurice is able to take out beth phoenix um raj this story feels like it's basically the same thing every week uh does this feel like it move forward to you at all this this story no uh, you know what i i think maurice is fantastic at what she does beth phoenix i'm not feeling it I just feel like there's something missing with the spark of her being back. I, I whether it's and we're we're gonna get to it. They did that that video of uh, Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar later in the show, which was freaking fantastic. It was one of the best video packages they've done. I just feel like they should do that for Beth Phoenix, other than yeah. this crap. It just makes it it just makes this seem like a comedy sidekick angle as opposed to a big match. I don't care about this match. Do you? Not really. Yeah, no, yeah, no I really don't. It, it's, it's, it, it, Jack, to your point, it is a little bit of a re- repeat. Every, every week or every other week, it's Maurice is not on the same page as Miz, but they actually are. It's all sneak attack. Mm-hmm. Um, it's happened twice now already. And to Raj's point, some people don't want to say this, and it's not popular to say, but you, they should have done a recap video of their careers of Maurice and Beth Phoenix, because the reality is 
Edge is a star. Miz is a star. Their wives, while both, you know, you know, did their best at their time, were not stars in a glowing female era. Beth Phoenix did stand out in her time when she was in her prime and as a regular she she was not the you know you know bikini lingerie pillow fight type you know she was she was the glamazon but again it was still a time where women's matches were you know five minutes or less maurice was the more model type pillow fight so like there's not i don't to, to the general audience there's not a there's not a lot of credibility there you know there, there's more of oh that's Beth Phoenix that's Edge's wife and that's terrible to say so there should there should be more emphasis on giving the audience a reason to understand that these two women are credible and well, here's what they've done here's the titles they've won here's the victories they've had because right now it doesn't feel like that it, the, 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 this feels forced and, that, and that's super unpopular to the Beth and Maurice fans and to the female fans are going to eat me up for this but that's just the reality. This is, feels very forced of let's make these women feel more important without doing the necessary things like video packages, like highlights that could help give them credibility. It was also kind of a long time ago that they were wrestling regularly as well. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's over 15 years ago. So it's I think a lot of the, the crowd, the people watching don't really remember them that well uh, either. So. I think that video packages always help. You got three hours. Why not play some more? I don't know. I like them. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about one really cool one in a second. But first, we have a eight-man tag match. Street Profits and the Mysterios team up against Dirty Dogs and Apollo and Aziz. Uh, a couple of I'm in the Rumble moments, but uh, they throw down, and eventually the good guys get the win. And then uh, the uh, Mysterios dump the uh, Profits, and then Ray dumps Dominic. Uh, just teasing the the Royal Rumble as they do. Raj, uh, who's the better tag team, the Mysterios or the Dirty Dogs? What, was this a rematch, or does did this just feel like this has happened like the last ten weeks in a row for whatever reason? To me, it, this it just felt like I've seen this over and over. This is one I, I think we've seen a variation of this a couple times because I know the uh, the Street Profits and the Mysterios have been adjacent to each other. And the Dirty Dogs seem like they're just in everyone's business in the tag team division. Um, I hate the Dirty Dogs, by the way. I, I hate. I, it I love them in a bit. This is, this is like the, uh, Dolph Ziggler's career is another one that I want to like. He needs to go to AEW. He's one of those that he needs a, that coat of paint. You know, like a, a, back in the day when the you have dog. just been around so long that you just need him and Rude both. And you look, there are people in AEW that could use a WWE uh, a reboot. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, it's just, this just felt like a retread. It just felt like filler. Ray Mysterio is a video game car- character. Apparently he's the cover uh, a wrestler of WWE 2K22. It's long overdue, in my opinion. He's just a yeah. freaking video game character in general. But, um, oh God, I could care less about this, Matt. This was like when I'm just watching football. I have my iPad. I got the football on. I'm looking to see if anything interesting is going on on the wrestling. Nope. And then it's just the football. 
I despise the the dirty dogs. Oof. Yeah, there. Go, go, go! Do the independent scene. Go, go where you can control all your revenue. You can make bank at the end at the intermission. You're gonna be all your flights and travels gonna be paid for. You're gonna be in the main event at every show you do, even if it's in front of 500 people. Go do that route. Rem- go, go. This sucks. I hate the dirty dogs. <laughs> and they're. They they look like you look at Dolph Ziggler and you're like, dude, this guy is a star. You look at Bobby yeah. Roode. These guys are like uh they got the look. You know, you compare yeah. them to oh jeez. I don't wanna if they offend went in, anyone. <laughs> if they if they went into AEW right now, they would look like they're like top a couple of top guys in the company. If you didn't know anybody, if you knew nothing, even if you were someone who's never watched wrestling, you just saw Dolph Ziggler walk out, you would say, this guy's one of the stars. Right. Same with same with Bobby Roode. You'd say, this is one of the stars of the show. Um, but uh, Zachary in the chat says, I've been waiting for Dominic to turn on Ray. Um, I feel like at this point, they've, they've diminished both of them so much. Ray is a legend, but with Dominic, he's lost so often that... Does that feel like a big match anymore? Ray versus Dominic. But it, but you know but you know Ray versus Dominic Mania is going to happen cuz Ray has like locked that in with Vince of like this is the whole reason they're doing all this is that like Dominic's going to eliminate Ray and like you know like that like, it's, do you think they tag. say for that or they do it on Raw one night? Because <laughs> all of a sudden all these tag teams that have been together for months they split up and their match is on Raw. Like, it uh, should be on Raw, but I guarantee Ray has a stroke to where he's got it penciled in. There's no cutting time. There's two nights. It's going to be me versus my son. I hope uh, so. I've had knee surgery on my left knee six times, and I'm yep. going to have a match against my son. It's going to happen. Ray's, Ray's going to have a match with his son, and Ray's going to win. He didn't get this far letting people beat him. Uh, Matthew Tech in the chat says, Labar, the stripping deal you got, Jack, you could give Nick Khan uh, run for his money as an agent. Well, hey, Show me the money. Hey, we're all winners then. Uh, so uh, we get a the highlight of the night for me, uh, Brock versus Bobby, oh the God. hype match. And at first it started with, forged in fire i was like "Uh oh this is gonna be corny but man they sold me i'm all on board take my money raj you seem you're ready you're ready to go tell me about how this they could do nothing else until royal rumble this could have been it and they just stopped that's one of the best things i've seen i mean you know when i when i look back at the you know what wwe so many times when they treat wrestling as a sport as opposed to campy wrestling it they kill it it it, rock and brock lesnar way back in the day what was that like 2003 whatever it was they did these kind of videos and this man i just thought it was just fantastic and and by the time it was done i was just pumped for this match they did an amazing job and then rollins you know and and lashley (laughs) it kind of took away from it when lashley is going for 30 minutes with or 15 minutes with, with Rollins. I think this episode after that video, they should have had Lashley just kill somebody. Uh, yeah. Whether it's, you know, Reggie, Reggie, 
Reggie, Reggie. would have been perfect. Poor Reggie. Just fucking Reggie. Thrown to the thrown <laughs> to the wolves Reggie. every time. Well, you know, uh, 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 Gulak is always the guy. T-Bar. Drew Gulak. <laughs> T-Bar would be a good one because he's a big guy. Too. Big guy. Just destroys T-Bar. Mace? Oh, Someone. Yeah. Someone. Handicap match. Lashley destroys T-Bar and Mace. He should have killed somebody because destroys that... T-Bar, Mace, and Ali. F I Ali's bad mouth and Vince. You're getting chicken by Lashley. Dude, that video gave you the Batman <laughs> versus Superman vibe. Yes. And after you see that, I don't want to see that guy selling for anyone. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I understand why you can't do it with the with the arena, but as a viewer. They should have ended the show with that. Yeah, it was amazing. It, it's the you know look for all the ups and downs WWE has in our critique and uh, as um, you know wrestling media, their production has never faulted. If they want to put together a, a a production piece, a hype video, a story, they can tell they can tell stories on in the editing room, and and this was another mm-hmm. one. So this yeah, um, this was great. This really, th- this is the type of thing, you know, Lashley versus Lesnar is not the number one attraction of Rumble. The Rumble match is the number one attraction. But if Lashley versus Lesnar was your number one pay-per-view draw, this is the thing that you run that, like, makes you buy a pay-per-view when we're buying pay-per-views uh, before right. Peacock. This Premium makes live you, event. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, th- this is it. This does it. This tells it the story. It was there. Yeah. Um, and uh, what I like about it too is you could show it to anybody, by the way, and they, I think it works. Like if I showed it to my non wrestling friend and said, Hey, do you want to watch this match? You go, Yeah, these guys look like they're going to kill each other. Um, Matthew Tech in the chat says, Bobby going the distance with Seth made no sense. We'll talk about that in just a second. We got two, Jeez, other- two, two Canadian, only a dollar sixty US. Come on, Matthew. <laughs> we need $30. $30. Show me the money, Matthew. Canadian money. If you give us $30, not only will you get your comment read on the air, but, but we'll nice things it. will be... But Jack Farmer will strip down and he'll cook okay. a... He will cook a hello fresh meal for you in your house. Hello fresh cooking in... in, in a while, we, while we paint your life. <laughs> while he paints your life. Um, so uh, we got two very important segments after this. By the way, this is the worst part for me is they follow this amazing video package with the Miz letting us know that Maurice's birthday party is next week. Um, and Alexa bliss talking about Lily. I thought this was the worst follow-up to this hype video you could have ever done. Uh, and I don't, I don't mean that it's just the, the two silly things right after this very serious thing. Um, they had a chance to escape from this Alexa Bliss thing. They could have gone back and restarted, and they're they're and they're doubling down, keeping her in the Bray Wyatt sequel. I've got a prediction, but first, before I give a prediction on on Alexa Bliss, Raj, are you getting Maurice anything for her birthday? It's next week, of course. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, so, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. My prediction with Alexa Bliss here: you guys are going to hate this. I think the doctor's imaginary. I think that's that's what's in her head. We're going to find out she's not seeing a doctor. You know, uh, I hate everything about this. And then that, <laughs> I, I, I hate that much more. <laughs> right. So, so it's happening. You know, look, I miss the old Alexa Bliss. I miss the, 
but I hate magic. I, I I hated when I hate when AEW does it with Malachi Black when he disappears and runs up the ramp and he he's up the ramp. I you know I'm just not a. It's just corny, and uh, I was hoping that with Alexa Bliss, with the time she had off, they could bring her back to a normal character, but it's not happening. Yeah, Justin, you alluded to them moving on from this, but there are certain times in wrestling I feel like you don't need continuity. I feel like there are certain times in wrestling it's okay to just go, my bad, moving on. And this was one of those times. Hit the reset button. Why? Why? Why, why are we doing this? Yeah. Well, uh, Kyrie Jack was, likes it. I, it. I love it more and more. No, Do I don't you like, like it. it? I don't really like it, no. I, I, mm. I, I, I was not a fan. I was, I was one of the many people who was on board with the fiend when it started. I was like, this is fun. This is interesting. And then very quickly, my interest in the theme plummeted. And I was like, all okay, right. this is all right. Um, all right. Uh, Zachary says, I can't stand this gimmick on her. She's not Bray. That's true. Um, or is she, maybe that's, the, that's what we're going to reveal is she is Bray. Um, but, I, uh, I think I'd stop watching yeah. Rock completely if that's what it turned out to be. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things you've sat through, that would be the straw that, that brings panels back. Like, he's, right. he's had 40 years, and that's the line. <laughs> that's the, <laughs> the line is drawn. Uh, I, just, I don't like, like I said, how does it get back to wrestling? That's my thing. I'm okay with anything as long as it gets back to wrestling, but this doesn't have anything to do with wrestling. You can see even... Going back to the fiend, even Randy Orton was like, you could almost tell he was like, I don't get why a wrestler would be fighting a demon. This doesn't make sense to me. What in wrestling feels like a big match right now? Like to me, it's MJF and CM Punk. It's Bobby uh, Roman Reigns and uh, Brock uh, Lesnar. Or the MJF and Wardlow. MJF and Wardlow. MJF and Wardlow. Uh, I also think the Rumble matches, I think Rollins and Reigns is big, and I think that Bobby and and Brock is big. I think Bobby and yeah, Brock, Bobby and Brock. I agree. Rollins, there's just something missing with that character. He it's feels so fake. It's so it's, fake. It's so fake. Yeah, you you it's, can't get into it. It's fake. He's trying to be. I, I said it. He's a Joker. Yeah, I said. I said he's like he's he's this Heath Ledger, uh, walking uh, Phoenix Joker. It's it's that's fake, and I, and I, I hate to be this way because I hate the uh, situation. He got shoot tackled to the ground by a fan, and you know, and he's supposed to be this tough guy. That I'm, but he uh, like he just doesn't he doesn't feel at all. He's like, not he's not Rock or Roman. No, yeah, um, or Lashley. He's he's pretending to be a tough, weird, bad guy. And there is that thing, you know, when you when you think about it, like uh, uh, wrestling is scripted fighting, and if you don't come across as a tough guy, at some point, you're not, you know, he's not. You're not going to be taken seriously. Uh, Marco, I like Marco Stunt. He's never going to be taken seriously as a tough guy. Yeah, Seth Rollins is not a. He does not come off as a tough guy. Um, another one, Zachary in the chat says Mercedes Martinez versus Thunder Rosa. I think that's going to be a good match, but th- Mercedes is too new still to AEW. I don't think it feels big yet. Yeah, personally. it'll be a good match. I just don't think it'll be good. It's too, it's too, 
the debuting person can't be the big the big matchup in this case, I don't think. But um, let's wrap this up. Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, they have a match. I thought it was a good one. But of course, as is the case with a lot of Raw main events, it goes for a while. And then Hurt Business comes out and attacks Lashley. And the Usos come out and attack Rollins. So we don't get a winner. Um <laughs> <laughs> another round please <laughs> there we go uh so this is yeah after we find out that bobby lashley's incredible in this hype video uh he doesn't get the win tonight um you know uh justin take it away uh no it's weird so it's like both the challengers here are down and out um raj and i would agree this formula means that both of them are going to win the titles and yeah. rumble i don't know what happens there i don't know um i feel like either brock interfering in roman's match has to happen or you know roman interfering and like, there has to be interference here but i don't i don't know where, what's happening both challengers are down so it seems like you know, Seth and or Bobby are going to win the title at Rumble. Um, so, I mean, I guess I'm intrigued. Uh, th- this main event really didn't do anything for me. I mean, I, while I appreciate the have both challengers face off, this was this is not going to hold the third hour audience. The third This third hour is going to be the lowest of the three, as it always is now. Um, so we'll see. But I, I am I am. There's a lot of puzzles that I'm trying to piece together for what the Rumble booking is in the world title picture across the board. I worry it feels like they're getting us used to hurt business getting involved so that they can have a non-finish at Royal Rumble or a, a interference situation at Royal Rumble. I feel like but, they have no idea what they're doing with the hurt business. They just needed a way out. Um, I thought this sucked. I, I, you know, again, I think you show that video and it was Superman versus Superman or Superman versus Batman. And then Lashley selling for 10 minutes, you know, I mean, he looked good, but I think he, he should have just destroyed somebody, whether it's, uh, you know, whoever, um, there you, you could pick, you know, Drew Gulak or, uh, and not even that, but you could shoot Reggie or whoever, but there's, it should have been a, you know, a Superman versus Superman kind of thing ending the night. But Whatever. Uh, that being said, this Raw is g- going to get destroyed by the NFL. I don't know if it's going to be the lowest because it was a blowout uh, with the NFL game. Uh, but um, I, yeah. I brought up something a little controversial the other night. Oh. I don't what know if it? I should bring it up. Should Raw move to Tuesdays? Um, you already have five months of the year where your rating is hurt by Raw. I mean, by Monday Night Football, and then each year you you lose a couple hundred thousand people from the start of football season to the end. But I'd make an argument that for almost thirty years, people are conditioned that on Monday night there is wrestling. Yeah, but yeah, they, that'd be the one thing. But but SmackDown was on Tuesday nights, and they were doing the same amount of viewers. They were doing two million. I will say too, to your point, Raj. Pe- people were used to calling it the WWF, but we moved 
we got past it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, maybe, maybe long-term it would, wouldn't be a bad idea to move to Tuesday, but just, yeah, to just point, it Vince, is stubborn pride. He's not, gonna it is that day though. He's not going to move off Monday. This is all until Vince is not running the company after once Vince is gone and it's all different, whether it's sold or whatever, anything's possible. But until, as long as Vince is in control, it's not moving off Mondays. Yeah. Uh, well, we have a, a super chat, and it is Lashley versus Seth was a no-win situation. Neither one could afford to lose since they're both number one contenders. Should have just had them in separate segments. That's what I would have thought personally. But sounds like you guys are kind of in that boat too. It's, put that out there. You can't. I knew as soon as that match was announced, I threw it out there on social media, it, that there was going to be no winner. It's going to be a non-finish. So yeah. it, it's uh, – whatever yeah we also got a super chat um real quick before we get to matthew tex uh it's z says uh what's the most realistic surprises for both rumbles if we're talking about realistic then i would say it's uh booker t <laughs> yeah but uh but uh do you guys have any spice i'm still gonna go with a release star like a zach Ryder, bray wyatt braun Strowman, even if it's just a one-off yeah, there are actually a number of uh, Ring of Honor guys that could probably come in there for a one-off as well. Yeah, but realistically, who who would? I'm who, sorry. I, I guess I mean like uh, EC3 or um, like I think uh, what's Braun Strowman's new name was the there Titan. for the Titan. Okay. Uh, like one of those guys, I, I should say, not like uh, Josh no, and Gresham. Yeah, no, no offense to to them, but you'd right. be like a, a former WWE guy that was with Ring of Honor that could now go in, is what I meant. Yeah, yeah. And Raj, what are you drinking? Uh, some rose and some rose B. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right. Okay. that's it. That's it. <laughs> We're and, done. You know, guys, we talked about how long Raw is, yet here we are. We're almost on hour three ourselves. I know. Uh, I think that does it for us. Um, any other final thoughts or comments before we hang it up? No. No? All right. Well, thanks, everyone. I, I, I will say this. One oh, thing. God. One thing. This is the most interesting part of the wrestling season we're getting into. So, you yes. know, after football season – into the rumble into wrestlemania so this is the one of the more interesting rumbles like like you said earlier i have no idea i i can't pick it all any guess i have i would guess tentatively it's not like that year randy orton won where it was like yeah he's gonna win the royal rumble or drew mcintyre where you're pretty sure like i have right you say big e and i think maybe sure yeah but it's gonna, he wasn't it's even gonna, on the show tonight it's gonna make yeah. our post rumble podcast very entertaining let's do it all right. So, well, thank you, everyone. We'll, we'll uh, do a group show. J- Jack, you have to drink then. We'll do a group toast to everybody. <laughs> I'll bring some chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for us. You guys, make sure to check out the NXT After Show tomorrow right here on Wrestling Inc., as well as all the other Wrestling Inc. Uh, shows and follow Wrestling Inc. on social media. That does it for us. We'll see you guys tomorrow. NXT. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.